0: Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that we can all be here together at this happiness Camp meeting. Just please bring all of us closer to you and please bless this seminar and all the people that are in it. Just Help everyone to gain a blessing and continue to bless us throughout the rest of this week. In your name, amen.
1: Amen. amen. Thank you. Okay, we're going to look a little bit at worships. The heart of every Christian is a relationship the relationship should be ex- usually expressed in some form of praise, often with a group of people that think about Christ in the same way. We usually call it worship because it centers around a person's need to be alive and dynamic. Hopefully, this isn't <coughs> what you find in your worship service.
2: Oh, wow. In Saginaw, we drive
3: by this church, and um, it says, live, loud music. Wow. wow. Yeah. I know, digital, um, so it's obvious yeah. <laughs> yeah. that I Yeah. I said that I were having a conversation about this. <laughs> yeah. you can just hear outside, like, yes, that's true.
2: Yeah yes
1: I saw this and I grabbed it worship gets you through the hardest times in your life because it shifts your focus from the problem to the problem solver attitudes young people need to learn things besides facts and skills they need to learn facts and skills but they also need to develop healthy attitudes and what kind of attitudes somebody has is going to have a big bearing on how they learn. Long ago, far away, I went to the National Trumpet Symposium. I was a college student wanting to buy a different trumpet and I had some ideas of what I wanted and, and uh, one that I sort of liked but didn't want for a specific reason and, and uh, so I'm trying out stuff for from all sorts of manufacturers and and the ones that were seen to work for me I didn't like the price range I was looking at. My mom has often accused me of having mink taste in a rabbit budget.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but uh, anyway I end up in, uh, in line for lunch with the guy. And always been grateful for having done that because I learned some wonderful, wonderful nuggets of wisdom from him. And he told me, he says, so I, I told him that, well, the Getson uh, C trumpet on uh, the fourth space E flat is way flat. Well, how are you fingering? I said, second valve. Well, no wonder they're all flat that way. He says, the shorter the trumpet, the weirder the fingerings get. All C trumpets, fourth space E flat, you do second and third. Really? Yeah, and he went in to talk about some other stuff and then he went on talking about some of the uh, lectures that we had been through and how this one guy was terribly disorganized. But the guy that uh, did the historical thing now, he was organized and and he went on to started talking about this uh, historical stuff. And because of his enthusiasm for it, and this is a guy I just met. We went through a separate. We went through a dinner line together or lunch line together, so you know, I mean, it, we weren't. It wasn't as long as, as what I spent today in line. Okay, so this wasn't. An, this was not an extended period of time, but in the short time we had together, he impressed me as someone who was friendly, very, very, very knowledgeable, someone that had answers to questions that I had. And, he liked music history. So, I somehow got interested in music history, which I really hadn't been up until that time. But, thanks to meeting him, uh, I I did make it through my music history courses. Uh, Now, I never saw him after that, don't know his name, But he, what did he give me? And and what did I catch from him? I caught an attitude toward music history, and part of what we need to give our kids is good attitudes toward worship. Attitudes in some areas are not taught. We can try and teach them. You don't really, but rarely are you successful in teaching an attitude i think you most often they're caught that's been my experience
3: i just had this experience so i want to share it i was talking with one of my pathfinders parents out there who were pathfinding and um, she had just made this comment to me she says my daughter um, had you guys had, used to have worship with them and she says it, she says she just love it she said she tried it. You know, she's a parent. She says it's just not the same. I can't do it like they do it. But it's about it's about attitude, like you said, totally, and making it exciting for them, you know. And it was we didn't do anything different than anybody else did, but apparently she caught. You know, it was different, and, and they they liked it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a book. I don't know what it was, but kids' eyes to
1: Nobody can really be forced to learn anything if they don't want to. Uh, Even if people learn and discover important things, uh, if you don't have the right attitude, you're probably not going to hang on to it and develop the attitudes you need. Here, a mom is counseling her daughter as they go into church service. Pay close attention. You can't rewind. Vocational choices are largely dependent on attitudes and uh, application of ideas in large measure depend on positive attitudes. I've recently heard an interview with Mike Rowe. How many of you know who Mike Rowe was? Discovery Channel Dirty Jobs. Okay and part of what he's working on today is changing the attitude Of people toward working with their hands Mm -hmm. because we're starting to have a shortage of people willing to work with their hands Mm -hmm. for decades people have basically been told you need to go to school you need to you need to go through high school and do well there so you can go get into a good college so you can get a good job so you can work at a desk and earn lots of money and um, that works for some people and for a lot of other people, it doesn't work that well. Um, I personally do better working with my hands. <clears throat> okay. Uh, I remember hearing uh, a guy that I looked up to a bit in, in, in another situation. I, I remember hearing him on the phone catching up with, with somebody from, a, from a Academy days that he hadn't seen for 30 years. And he says, you know, you know, so what are you doing? He says, yeah, I, yeah, I went to school and got all that stuff, but now I'm using the gifts that the Lord gave me, and I'm working with my hands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was a really, really accurate and nice attitude.
2: My dad's a pusher for higher education. My youngest brother is a simple farm boy. And so they had to come to a compromise. My brother wanted to run a farm. My dad's like, you have to go to college. Came to a compromise. My brother went to get a two-year degree in agriculture. So he has, you know, more knowledge about what he wants to do, but he's still a simple farm boy. So, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. We want our kids to develop positive attitudes toward worship. And one of the most things we need to do is to provide pleasant experiences for learning about God, themselves, their world, and their church. Here we have somebody sitting in a pew that says, suddenly I feel the need for some intense and prolonged acoustical privacy. We want these to be in pleasant, enjoyable experiences for our kids. We want them to develop an appreciation for nature, understand its components, and who's at the center of it. You know, having the, techno- the technology in church can be a blessing. It, it, it can help, and it can just be a distraction. It all depends on how it is used. We want to nourish curiosity, provide opportunities. Um, we want the worship time to be significant for everybody, and we want to have some open-ended questions and some leave people with some problems for thought and personal exploration. We want to build a confidence in, in and a loyalty to God, be a person people can accept and want to associate with we want worship times to be a pleasure present the material so it can be understood use a variety of methods and materials now we're looking here prime we're talking here primarily but not exclusively about the worship time in our club meetings some of this is going to bleed over and take over when we do a worship service when we when my club did a pathfinder sabbath we didn't have to follow the same order of service that was used before sometimes we did sometimes we didn't but like I said the other day when we did pathfinder sabbath the pathfinder we'll let the elders do the announcements and and if we don't if we didn't have a pianist then we'll, we will rely on the church pianist but Pathfinders are going to do all the rest of it. Um, the bulk of what we're talking toward here, though, is each meeting needs to have a worship time in it. It's not going to be the whole meeting. Usually, maybe you can figure out a way to make a whole meeting a worship service that they're going to love. But... Until you've got it figured out how to do that, don't try and, and, and go too long. Have you ever heard the saying, the longer the spoke, the greater the tire? So, make our worship times a pleasure. Present it so it can be understood. Use a variety of materials and methods. And if we're using a variety of materials and methods that provide student participation in discovery and discussion, all of a sudden it's not all about a long spoke. We want to nourish respect for worship times, stress the times and things the participants involve themselves in, and we don't want to be punishing or humiliating them in a worship setting. Once in a while, You might need to pull somebody out uh, and take them out for a private talk, but you do not punish or humiliate in a worship setting. Worship can offer unique opportunities for creative and original thinking. It should center on a relationship. How do we build relationships with our kids? How do we do that? Talk about things that they're interested in. Ask them questions. Spend time, time with them outside of church. Observing. Observing. Okay. How Now, I'm going to pick on you. Because I know you can handle it. <laughs> you, uh, when we worked together, you were single. You are not now. And there's a big smile on your face so apparently between then and now mm-hmm. you got to know somebody mm-hmm. how did that happen did it happen all at once no gradually, gradually? pretty, <laughs> pretty. <laughs> okay okay so
3: we talked. We saw each other outside of church, even though we met at church, and we asked each other lots of questions and did a lot of talking. Okay.
1: And doing, things together. doing things together. Okay. So, you've been married how long? Almost five, years. Almost five years. So, so after you got married, you stopped doing that stuff, right? No. You do? you do. Do you still talk to each other? Not during camp meeting. And why don't you talk? Is this because you've taken a vow of silence toward the other during camp meeting? Because works <laughs> the Ah. So is it is it for lack of opportunity that you don't? Yeah, well, this, yeah. This is working. <clears throat> okay. So it, so it's for lack of opportunity that you don't. But as are you continuing I'm, and I'm really going out on a limb here. Do you conti- do you plan on staying married to him Jesus Amen. Okay <laughs> So do you expect your relationship to grow? So why kind of do keep on doing these things that, that worked for you? Mm-hmm. Now isn't that really what we need to do with our God? Now, you commented that that the, as the relationship developed, part of it developed quite rapidly. Can that happen with our Lord?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Ready. Ready. Okay, so we're being ready and open. So we need to set the stage... To help our kids to be ready and open. How many of you play golf? Okay. So, okay, we have one hand that goes up. I have played it a few times. The summer after I graduated from the academy, my best friend from high school took me out to the local nine hole calls of course. He had he had a member he and his brother both had a membership there, so I used his brother's clubs and he had could have so many guests a season so I was one and he explained the game to me and before I just knew you hit the little ball and, and it's supposed to end up in a hole but he explained all kinds of stuff about it and I discovered that for me I think I've already told you I'm rather athletically declared but I discovered that on a par 3 course or any, any cor- you take par that's what a good golfer will get it to how many how many times they have to hit it? So if you take par and you cube it, <laughs> then I'm within sight yeah. of it. Okay. And uh, ten years later, my my wife's younger brother uh, graduated from academy. And again, I end up on a nine hole course. And I just and you know that ten years off. Now we only need to square it and I'm within sight of it. But something I did learn is each shot is supposed to put you in a better position for the next shot. You're not very often going to do a hole-in-one. And so, as we're working with our kids, we want each thing that we do, each worship. And and really, everything that we do to put us in a better position for the next thing that we're going to do. And hopefully, it's going to be one step closer to our God. One rung further up that ladder, like we were talking about. Hopefully, in your club's worship segments, there'll be room for some creative activities. Now, I will be the first to say, there are times where you don't have time for a long extended creative worship, that this is just one of the facts of life. And there are also times when you might have something lined up and something falls through. And so, I'm going to give you a very, very simple, non-optimal, but functional, Backup plan. Okay? Find a daily worship book, preferably nature related, and you look up whatever day it is. You are not trying to go through the whole book with these kids, okay? But whatever today's date is, that one can work because they're each a standalone worship. Okay? We will get to a few resources, I believe. Um, but right now, I'm just talking about a backup plan. That To have a backup plan and I always had a briefcase that I took that had assorted stuff that I needed for Pathfinders and that lived in there. Um, along with my drill manual and some other stuff. But uh, you need to have something, hopefully you will have room in most of your worship segments for some creative activities. Now here's somebody with an illustration that uses a lot of cliches. Bob, I didn't realize you pushed the envelope, raised the bar, and thought outside the box. Out of the loop, huh Frank? A lot of cliches there. Okay. Now, if we only give our kids facts and rules in worship, are we going to get a lot of creative thinking? No. No. If teachers think there's only one way to solve a problem, then guess what? They're not going to have a lot of incentive to be creative. <coughs> this would be a good thing for a woodworking class to figure out how to make Um, I remember years ago I had boys that were two boys that were junior age and we needed a new junior leader and so I decided, okay, if I'm going to be a junior leader, I haven't been in junior department for a long time. I want to see what one looks like, and I don't want to look at the one here. I want, so I went off 20 miles to the big city, and uh, to see what the, to see what happened there. And I met, met the teacher, and lo and behold, we actually knew each other from days days before. And he told him what I was up. Yeah, come on in, and and he told me a little bit about his philosophy, and. Um, I was fascinated. Um, he said he didn't want to do anything for his kids that they could do for themselves. Uh, one, of the, one of his kids was in charge of the song service. One was in charge of, of the mission story. One was in charge of, of prayer. Uh, uh, all of this kind of stuff uh, they did. Because they weren't in primary anymore. They were juniors. Gave him something to live up to. And uh, then he did, the. there was a main lesson for each day. And then there, they broke up into two or three classes. And I was fascinated in the classes. One of the exercises there was, uh, there were some objects to be manipulated. to, um, And the, the purpose was to show that there's more than one way to do this. And in the teacher's helps, it showed how you can fit it all together so that it all worked. Guess what? Some of the kids hadn't seen that, and they figured out a totally different way to put it together. And the guy that was teaching the thing on being open to new stuff, he had to rearrange it so it was right. Oh well but uh, now I learned there's a hazard when you teach kids that are junior age to be able to do the mission story and the scripture reading and all this kind of stuff because all I I had six kids in my class and all and, and this is a small church where most of the folk weren't travelers so everybody's there every week and all of a sudden, I'm having problems with my kids in the class because the adult class has pulled them in to do mission story or scripture because they're having trouble getting the adults to do it, and they found out kids can do it. So, really, that was a good problem. It was it was tough to keep my program going, but... Was it good for the kids to get up in front of the adults? Absolutely. Students are actively looking for concepts through reflective thinking, problem solving, and experimentation with new experiences and all. Neat reflection there in that picture. So we want our kids, to, we want to encourage them to ask questions, discuss different opinion, propose new ideas with their classmates. We want them to give reasons for answers, statements, methods, and rules so that they'll know the why and the how of what they believe. Here's someone learning one of the facts of life. Algebra class will be important to you later in life because there's going to be a test six weeks from now.
3: I think that goes really well with one of the ones you said on the other side with nourishing respect for worship times Um, and then also um, making it oh we have pizza on this side making it um, applicable to the present I work with early teens and one of the things that um, I find they have trouble doing at that age is translating what the Bible says to what that means for them and I ask them to tell me or put this verse in your own words, and that translation does not happen easily. No. Um, but it does, and then we go through and take apart a verse. What does this word mean, what does that word mean, what does this word mean, and then they're able to do it. They put it together like a puzzle. But that's very, very important at this age of Pathfinders to have them apply it. Because I know that when I went through school, they taught me all the things about the sanctuary. But I didn't know why it was important. I just knew the fact, like you said, the facts of it. And then now as an adult, I'm starting to understand that it would have been great if I had gotten that application as well as just the facts.
1: Yeah. And speaking to this, based on personal experience, sometimes readiness has everything to do with it. And, And there are some concepts that I have to hear over and over and over before all of a sudden I will figure out what they're about. But we do need to try to find ways to help them to not be reflectors of other people's (coughs) statements. We need to help them learn to think for themselves and to see that if we do this, what will happen? And sometimes that is just as simple as saying so if we do if, if we do this what's going to happen and then you just wait and and let and, and try and draw it out of them and sometimes depending on what it is maybe they can do it easily and maybe they're gonna have to really struggle with it and if they're really struggling okay you're gonna ha- might need to break it down like you say so what is this part okay so what's this so when we put these together What happened? Does it make any difference which order we put them in? Um, Yeah. Now, does this speed up the process for us? (laughs) The memory verse takes forever. The memory verse takes forever. How long do we want them to have the memory verse? Forever, forever. So, mate, you know. I, you know I had, wasn't expecting to go here, but sometimes uh, if you might find a worship that you'd planned was going to take five minutes. If something if something takes off, be willing to go with it and keep it going. because sometimes things will, you, you never know when a seed is planted, what's going to come out of it. Um, and sometimes things don't bear fruit right away. How how are we doing? Okay, okay, thank you. Um, You know, speaking to this, uh, you know, on the uh, algebra will be important to you later in life because there's going to be a test six weeks from now, and when he said later in life he probably wasn't, he wasn't thinking six weeks kid wasn't thinking. So we we have to remember that we have both short-term and and long-term goals. And, you know, sort of like, what is the sign of your return and the end of the age? So you can have all sorts of materials and illustrations and object lessons to help them understand the concept. What's inside a frog and a Pathfinder might be a little bit different, but yeah. but, the, but there's a lot. But there are some similarities. For when I was when I was a kid, um, one of my aunts gave me a kit of the visible dissecting frog, and so I had this frog that was about this that that. It was made out of translucent plastic and came apart, and it had all the organs that stacked up in it. And, and uh, I learned a lot from doing that, and guess what? And later in, in class, I discovered that I had that same stuff inside of me, and it was arranged in about the same order. Almost as if the same person designed this or something. You know? Yeah. Some of our kids never seemed to get very enthusiastic. That's just how it is. But at the same token, I remember, remember I told you about the one PE teacher a class that tossed a social studies class that tried to convince us that uh, in England the classrooms were kept at 58 degrees because it kept people alert and they, they learned so much. Well, I also remember him talking about why is it that some people uh, in the classroom just talk real softly and you can hardly hear them. But when you're playing dodgeball, over here, over here, come on, come on, come on! you know, can be totally different. Well, you know, different parts of life, people are going to react differently and remember we were talking about the different learning styles I know exactly who he was talking about and everybody in the class knew he was talking about Larry and Larry was really good physically he was he was a good natural athlete looking back I think he also had dyslexia and nobody in my little town had heard of dyslexia worship can happen in many places and occasions within a Total Club program, sometimes you may want to do something different, unique and special. I personally have never seen a worship that involved pizza, <laughs> but I don't see any reason why you can't have worship before pizza. So when it says
3: doing something different, being special and making it fun, it's going to be easy every time. So- is our goal to have worship be fun?
1: That's a really good question. Is our goal for worship to be fun?
2: It depends on what fun you're talking about. Right.
0: It should be educational and entertaining. Be, not, not entertaining.
2: Engaging is learning. Yeah, you,
3: you got to reach the kids through Right. That right. They're doing. Mm-hmm. That's something that we struggle with here at the Academy, too is that the kids feel bored if something isn't fun because they're constantly entertained and stimulated. Right. Mm-hmm. So then when they come to worship, anything that has to do with God is like, it's not my spinner, it's not my phone, it's mm-hmm. not my whatever. Their brains are so overstimulated that there's no be still and know that I am God. There's no room for God it's all of that um, thing. And I know that that's, why a lot of people feel like they have to make worship fun so kids will be engaged. Mm-hmm. But you you're kind of your thing here too, nourish respect for worship times. You know, that thing that comes from when you're a young child and your parents say, you know, we fold our hands and we kneel because we want to respect God because he's the creator of the universe. And that awe of him, that reverence, um, I think so much of that is being is falling by the wayside because we're concerned about educating our kids. Not that we shouldn't engage, you know, mm-hmm. it's interesting to say, but the fun aspect is kind of service.
1: Mm-hmm. And rightly so. And thank you for bringing it up. I really do appreciate it. Can worship be fun sometimes?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Is it going to be fun all the time? And you just touched on, on a very crucial point. What is fun for one person isn't necessarily fun for somebody else. Going back to my previous story, when Larry was involved in doing all that athletic stuff, Dave, who's naturally athletically declined, wasn't having as much fun as Larry was. Okay, And so, we, we have different gifts, and know up front that as you plan worships that you probably are not going to have one worship that hits every kid. It's not likely to happen. There are some that are going to get one here sometimes over here sometimes there sometimes a bigger bunch sometimes a smaller bunch that's how it is will it can it all should it always be f- fun if it is always all fun is it really worship because who is it about so let's let's look at our Bibles here a little bit in our General overview, did everybody always have fun? They didn't? You don't think that being out in the wilderness, getting free food all the time, and, and having having uh, air, air conditioning by day and central heat at night, you don't think that was fun? I
0: had fun most of the
3: time. I can't think of a time I did fun. I can't think of the time that it happened. happened. Yeah. That has to do with the attitude thing then.
1: Yeah. yeah see, know. Know. That that is very and so uh,
3: teaching and attitude teaching the attitude of of what worship really is, it's not about me, it's about him and how can I please God. I think is part of
0: part of that.
1: And a part of what happened with you in your experience mm-hmm. is the family setting that you came out of. Right. Y yes. Yes, because you came out of, a, you grew up in a family that, that strongly believed in Pathfinders, with your, both your parents having been leaders and ardent supporters of it uh, and involved with it, and involved in your church and helping you be involved, and they were modeling good worship behavior. Um. And I hate to break the news to you, but not everybody in the club had your advantages.
3: Yeah. right. And you're thinking about if are talking about modeling good worship behavior, that's part of why we're having pathfinders, right? Mm-hmm. To teach that good worship behavior. Whatever you're defining that to be. Right. Um, I, and a, I, don't, I don't want to cause trouble. I just know that that's been something that we've struggled with is the fun aspect, kind of crowding out the reverent and the the real the the God, folk, you know, that it's about Him, about us providing entertainment for you.
2: Right. We had a young lady who was very much um, she struggles, her family struggles, and so you can, can tell. And she's been in and out of Pathfinders because she wasn't being entertained. There was nothing for her, unless it was something she was interested in, she wanted to do, she wasn't interested. And it, it's sad to say that some kids do that, they're they just, if there's if it's not for them, if it's not all about them they're not interested, And worship goes very right along with that. Um, you know, if you have the wrong attitude, the wrong heart, you're just not gonna be, you can't make it fun for them because it's just. Spiritual things are, to um We're we'll talking about how, make, how to make worship good
3: and everything. Um, there's been a couple of times that my kids have gone to. I want to be specific, but places where they have were having worship for children their ages, and it was actually used as a um, a time to spank them. Oh wow. With their words. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. And actually one of them was because I didn't respond to this person with the way that they wanted me to. And so my kids got spanked the next day at worship time. It was the, the most important in worship. Yeah. Time. Yeah. It is hard with uh, children that are so plugged in. This year, my job was to basically babysit the adventure-age kids so that the parents of the Pathfinders would let their kids go there um, because they didn't want to make two trips to the school to pick them up. So I had four boys, three of them never do video games or watch movies and TV and stuff. And one of them was all about, have you ever seen the Disney film this? And, oh, I just love this video game and everything. And that's all they talked about all the way to my house. And then a half an hour later, you know, they all go out to play. And a half an hour later, that boy would be in.
2: What you making for dinner? Mm-hmm. The board. Mm-hmm. Where's the cat?
3: You know, and it was like I had to keep him entertained because he wasn't mm-hmm. interested in nature and what the other boys were climbing trees mm-hmm. <laughs> you know Satan's way of distracting
0: look at yeah. jesus method of teaching you know he taught in parables yeah in application i think of uh craig harris when he comes out and does you know the messenger and so forth and he does say the pathfinders. he usually tells some kind of interesting story mm-hmm. and great then stories. it's fair application now tom yeah. harvard was our pastor and uh, Tom always kind of told a little story, a personal story, something caught people's attention. It was not really, it wasn't boring, but at least it's not that yeah. okay. It's and they kept it simple. After an hour, Howard was our pastor, But that's past Howard. I mean, you know, one to one intellectual. I mean, I like that stuff and so forth. And I'll say it okay. And uh, someone came into church, and Mark was. Way, way up there. Yeah. I mean, if you're, into, if you're into spiritual things and, and you know, highlights over, you know, she's with saying, I didn't understand what he said. That was and, just somebody
3: we would invited to
0: church. Yeah, yeah I mean, his lecture would have been good in a meeting like this, in camp, but at the church, kind to keep it simple, you know, tell a story, digital parables, as you know, make a spiritual application, and
3: so that's,
1: I think that's one way to make worship. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, among the things that, that we've touched on here is where are you doing it? Mm-hmm. And, so, and, and this isn't something that you can do for a lot of your meetings. But when you can go outside somewhere. And do something based on something that's there. Um, a lot of our kids today, like yeah, they're they're so busy with technology. They're they're busy speaking in thumbs, and um, that's you know.
3: Half underage H two of my most fun things is the singing. I just we love the singing. We would sing at the top of our lungs. And finding Bible texts. I thought that was great fun. We loved it. All of us tried to find that Bible textbooker, and the kids learned the thing. I don't know if the kids would, you know, we did it in our group. I, I don't know if all the kids still like that, but it helps you
0: find the textbook mm-hmm. in the Bible. And so, you, know, and, and, you know, you're, you're doing competition
1: kind of, but yet all they yeah. are learning to look. And <laughs> you know, I'll be honest, it's been a few years since I was a director. You were probably among the last that I had. Mm -hmm. At that time, kids still had fun with sword drills.
3: (coughs) They're still doing sword drills. Well, these kids I are still doing sword drills.
1: And Are they having fun with it? I enjoy them. Yes. Okay.
3: Sometimes those two too much I enjoy a sword drill right now.
1: (laughs) So, one of my favorite texts to call out was Hezekiah 3.17. (laughs)
3: <laughs>
1: and uh, so, so, just so that you know, the correct response, if, if this is your sword, and, and they say, draw your swords, and you say, Hezekiah 3.17, you know, when you find it, you step forward, the, the correct response is, Because there is no book of Hezekiah, much less chapter 3, verse 17. But, you know. Now, in doing sword drills, I enjoyed sending them to specific texts. And, And sometimes I would mix it up. Give me some. I want one of the books of Moses. Okay, we're down to five books. That opens it up quite a bit. I want something in poetry, I want something in history. Now I want history in the New Testament. I want something in prophecy. I want a promise. And those sometimes took a little longer. I want something about the Messiah coming the first time. I want a text on the second coming. and. they still had fun, but that, but that, that isn't where you start them. You start them out just going for the book. You know, if you got friends, they're well, they're supposed to learn the Old Testament, so let's keep it down to the Old Testament. But let's make sure that they can find the minor prophets, and which ones are the major prophets, and, and which are the books of poetry. You, you know, you know.
3: Back on the subject we were talking about... Um Trying to make worship, you know, fun but yet still um, spiritual. We've had a lot of good luck with having our TLTs in our know, worship because they can sometimes, and it's particularly we notice it like at the camps when we get to the TLTs when we have just our club camp, not the big one because there's just no time for big ones. Um, they come up with some really unique ways of doing it, and they get the kids going, and they So if you've got a good group of TLTs, have them help them look up to them too. And they do really; the kids look up to those TLTs.
1: I don't know who came up with the TLT program, the the, the human that came up with it, Mm -hmm. but uh, I'm pretty sure I know where the general idea came from. And uh, where it's used properly, it's a wonderful blessing to all the kids Um, because they come up with ideas that, that some of us older folks never can. And they have perspectives on things that that are different. Their experiences are different. Um, But Leanne, I have to thank you for bringing up the idea of fun. Sometimes worship can be fun. But not all of life is fun. And to expect all of worships to be fun is very unrealistic, I think. I think it's very un- but we need to talk about it and it should not be painful in the sense of I am being singled out for something that I did and I am being punished we should not have any pain like that if we feel any pain that should be the result of the Holy Spirit's work
0: mm-hmm.
1: not ours um, you know what I'm saying. Um, I am not in. I I have no idea. The guy. Okay, so you asked me where did where did I get where did I get my slide that, where did I get whatever slide it was. The bulk of these presentations I got from David Jones. You might remember David Jones. Um, he he. Uh, when I first moved to Michigan. 21 years ago, he was head of the uh, Lansing Capitals Junior Club. And he also was interested in teaching classes at workshops and stuff. And he was the, the leader of the club there for a while. And um, two of my kids were in it. And then, as you might, some of you re- remember, I ended up starting a club in St. John's and um then uh he ended up moving to florida i bumped into him at uh, a camporee at oshkosh and uh, we were it was after uh, a big worship sabbath afternoon or something and um it couldn't have. It had to have been earlier, earlier in the week than Sabbath. Anyway, there, there'd been a big gathering, and so we're working back, and we bump into each other, and um, so, in passing, he commented that he'd put together PowerPoint presentations for all of the PLA seminars, and I had taught a couple of the PLA seminars, and and with the supervision of a couple of my kids, I had struggled to put together PowerPoints. I really had no, not a lot of understanding of, of how that worked being rather technologically challenged, but I had kids that, that could that could supervise me so I didn't damage anything. And so in the back of my head, I'm thinking to myself, boy, I wonder how I can get a copy of those. And uh, that's, a, that's a good. So later on, in the day Dave and his wife Deb stopped by the club tent and we're talking and so I asked him you know so what club are you with well he's not really with a club now he's just doing training but he had wrangled a, a chance to, to, that he could hang out with this other club and, and um, but now, now he's just doing tra- uh, training stuff and his wife really wanted one of the Michigan Rainbow Pins. And they, they were a fairly hot commodity among certain crowds there. But they weren't with a club. So, so she didn't have much for pins to trade. And some of my kids um I ended up, I was, at that point, I was directing a club and an area coordinator. So I actually had two different pins. And, um, and my kids had learned that, that there were certain times I'm, I could just say, I'm not trading now. And it took a little bit, but but they quickly caught on. that When I said, I'm not trading now, what I actually meant was, I'm not trading now. So, don't even talk to me, because like, I'm just, I'm, you know. And so I was in one of the non trading times. But Deb was talking to me, and she wasn't a part of my club. And um, she said, I'd really like one of those pins. And I said, But, but you don't have anything to trade? He says, No, I have an idea. But I had kids around us. So I said, come here. And so we walked over here, and I said, I have an idea of how you can get a rainbow pin, but I'm going to ask a higher price than I have ever heard anyone ever paying for any pin. But it is a price that can be paid. Yeah, yeah and she's thinking, "What in the world are you talking about?" And so I, I said, "I remember Dave said that he had a PowerPoint presentation for each of the PLA uh, seminars, and I will give you a pin in exchange for a disc or however many discs it takes." time out. I had no concept. <laughs> okay, I really didn't. Uh, and so she understood. And so she says, okay, let me go see what I can work out. <laughs> and so she went straight to Dave and, and there was a brief discussion. She came back with a smile and she was nodding her nodding her head. And so I pulled out and gave her a rainbow pin. Later that day I got a compact disc and on it it said M G P L A P I A on it. I didn't have a computer with me, but I thanked her. And uh, I haven't seen her since. So, the kids got home, and uh, you, you know, we, 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 the campery came to an end. We all got home. I, I stick this thing into uh, a computer, and there's this a whole bunch of folders, and then there's this Word um, document that says, "Dave, read me first." Brilliant! This is a brilliant thing that he did here. Brilliant. And so, so I guess that's the one I opened first. And he says, Hi, Dave. These are, of course, a work in progress. Uh, and he says, the the and and anyway, that is where I got them. And lo and behold, the MG stood for Master yes. Guide. PLA is Pathfinder Leadership Award and then there was also PIA, Pathfinder Instructor Award. Okay, And in the North American Division PLA and PIA have been sort of replaced by the AYMT, uh, Adventist Youth Training uh, materials. But that's where I got a lot. I've stuck a few other things in here. Now this particular slide I look at that, the hat, and that, and I think Shakey's Pizza. You know, that, that's, that's what comes to my mind. And I don't think of worship. Right. But you know what? That slide sometimes can be a wonderful stimulus for discussion about what worship, what do we want our worship to look like are there some things that we really 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 don't want to bring into worships I think there are some things that we that to me aren't really compatible with worship this isn't the the, you know I'm not saying we can't tie knots during worship because It can be part of an object lesson. And object lessons are wonderful. Object lessons are wonderful because they go into another part of the mind and they sometimes tend to stay. Yes. Yeah. And that can be a way of what you were saying where they have trouble getting the printed word to f- into their lives. How do we relate to that? Now, knots don't work with a lot of scripture. You know, you're going to have to really work to find us how to get knots into some scriptures. But, there's other stuff besides knots. And maybe you're going to bring in a frog or a butterfly or a blade of grass or I don't know. But if you get outside, you have a lot of chances, opportunities, for distractions. Uh I I mean, I'm going to call it the way it is. You have opportunities for a whole new world of distractions. But there's also some potentials. Let's see what else is on here. Accept the challenge of doing things differently. Be imaginative. What are the details in a story? So, um, that Bible Alive, was that the name of that one? Honor? That was an interesting, that's, that honor is a really interesting idea, and I think there are things about that that we could pull into this. And I don't have those, that stuff with me right now. But, So, w- when you see this, what story comes to mind?
2: Joseph.
1: Okay. Or Moses. Or Moses. Okay. So, let, let's just go for, for, for fun. Look at the idea from a variety of angles. We're thinking of somebody in the bulrushes. What do you think the water smelled like? She said, Funky. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that real? Okay. Yeah. Include opportunities for participation. You know, maybe you're going to have, maybe you're telling the story of Moses and the bulrushes, and, and you're going to all of a sudden, oh, this is, look, there's the Nile River right there. And, 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 uh, Help them walk through where walk through a story. And if you have a small I mean a group this size and smaller, it's real easy to get them to get up and do and, and act some stuff out. You know the first time you're gonna get a lot might get a lot of blank looks saying, What in the world is he doing now? Did he just go off the deep end? But try and find a way to make application to the present, just like you were talking about. We do need to deal with current times. There's no doubt about that. So, in your handouts, I believe you have some texts listed and and some thoughts on how to do some of this kind of stuff. We've got the one about the gentleman that was uh, vertically challenged and it would be funded to research: What does a sycamore tree look like? Mm-hmm. Is it a good climbing tree? I don't know.
3: I really of the time. We have sycamore trees here. Sycamore trees. Sycamore trees here.
1: That kind of spotted, so mottled bark. Okay. Do Do we have branches near the ground?
3: Um, no. Depends not on how it's the landscaped. We're trying to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of okay. course, aware sycamores, but their landscapes and different. Which Well, what was a sycamore tree back
2: there? Yeah. Right. It could, be, it, could been, it could have been different.
3: Or I maybe mean, it was a smaller sycamore tree because all the ones i are huge.
2: Huge, small. Yeah, that'd be a good opening for kids. I don't
3: think they go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's not easy. It's not even rough bark. Like, <laughs> it's kind of
2: smooth and slippery. <laughs> Banana climbers
3: climb those trees very well. They're in a way that they... A no, than one. Uh, uh, maybe
1: he just climb up on the tree for the bottom. Yeah, you know? go. <laughs> <Yeah>. If you <laughs> had like,
3: a sycamore tree for them to actually try, that would be, I think, the most... The most fun. fun. Or, or um, explanatory, yeah. Okay. See if they can shimmy up
1: something. I'm curious. How many of you... <laughs> that, that That's good too. How many of you, when you were kids, spent a lot of time climbing trees? And I have to have my hand. Oh, uh, we <laughs> are family. We are family. <laughs> 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 you're sure you're be the, I'm <laughs> 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 uh, a grandmother. here on campus out by the girls' dorm that used to climb every Sabbath. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, it was, it was like you could sit up and you still see kids climbing that tree now. It's huge—a huge maple tree
1: that's low to the ground.
3: It branches low to the branches don't go up. Okay. Sometimes they came in and put the little swings in those oh, branches yeah. and swing. I did my little branch outdoor, which was the hammocks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So, here are some of the resources. Uh, I think this is in your handouts that we Advent Source has.
2: Blast. we've come across some questionable activities in that
1: Oh yeah. We actually have that one. Well any of any of the activities when you, you you need to look through it and say is this going to work for us with the resor- in, in our situation with the resources that we have and there are some there are some things you're going to look at and say this is never going to work for me okay so now you don't you've successfully found something you're not going to look at again and so you're going to move on. Um, do you have these in your slides in your handouts? Okay, I'm sorry. Um, but this is all stuff that's available from Advent Source. So, um, and like I said, there's if you go to their website. There's a lot of their stuff you can't see until you sign in with right. your account. So you want to always be able to sign in. So in your portfolio, somewhere have a spot where you've got your account name and whatever signing information you need. For no, for 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 Advent Source. okay find ways to get the kids involved there are times it is going to be a staff member up front okay and that's it because there are times you have to do it and do it very quickly because you don't have a lot of time and a lot of people that would rather just skip it and get on to whatever has to happen because whatever has to happen has to happen, but you need to do it, and you're going to have an adult that's going to do something. And this might be one of those times when you pull out the devotional, and let's see, today's date is June 20. June 21. June 21. Okay, so we're nowhere in about the middle of the book. We find June. Okay, 20, 21. Okay, and that then you read that. There are times that is what you have, either you or some other adult do. But hopefully, as memory serves me, you have to do some worship's in here, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You have the, pleasure of doing it. You have the yes, opportunity. You no, no, you don't. But you do have the opportunity. Yes, yes, we do. And. So for the ones that you plan on getting signed off for don't do one of the ones where you just read out of the devotional. Okay? Spend some time figure out what kids can I get involved? Are there some kids are there some bump in the log kids that are all introverted and shy that never want to do anything that I can give a small part and maybe they just hold something. But they, but they do, and, and other people interact around them or something. But find ways to get a lot of people involved.
3: We my kids, um, my class, because we've been, like we were saying, reverence has been an issue that we've been grappling with. Um, we gave the kids the idea of making a video uh, about reverence. And um, so we talked about in Sabbath School, what 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 does reference look like? What does it not look like to you? So we had them work in groups and they wrote down all their ideas, and then they're going to write a script. The kids that are not very technologically inclined are really excited. They're about writing and stuff. The kids who are really technologically inclined are like, can we edit it and can we you know do the computer part? And the kid wants to do the filming part and ask their dad to help them. And, um, so all of them can get involved in some part or another. Some of the kids that like to be up front all the time and want all the attention want to be the ones that are acting it out, right? And so they're coming together to, to bring something to the church um, and the pastor said that he would, he would show it at church, like a little small five minute thing that they make. Um, so that's, that's their idea of you know, how they can all work together. So not all the kids want to be in front Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not all the kids have the talent to do the computer part, mm-hmm. but they can work somehow together to bring the whole product together.
1: So when you're done with this, is this something that's going to be used as part of a worship service? Yes. In?
3: They are mildly unexcited about it being shown in front of the academy students. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of what we wanted to do, is have it shown when the academy students are here, and also for the younger kids. Um, because they look up to the early teenage children um, so that it's not... And then for the adults, I think it would be less um, it's less threatening if kids are up from up, 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 yeah. up, talking about reverence so that they can see and hear and receive maybe a little bit better than if an adult is up there like, you, you know, mm-hmm. this is what our church needs to be like, you know. Sometimes it's more threatening because the kids are not blind yeah, well, they're, to, they're not going to be, you know, it's supposed to be on a video, so. Have you seen the new video that they made with Sabbath School about being unplugged? You know, stop no. looking at your phone and maybe talk to somebody about Jesus? Mm-hmm. That would, that's a really neat thing. Um, and I, that's kind of what I envisioned it kind of being like. Uh, it's like a five-minute thing that was put out by the GC. Oh, yeah? Um, and it was um, produced by one of the pastors that used to be here in Michigan and his family. Um, okay. Uh, Thomas, Jared Thomas Okay Anyway One, one way to get them involved
1: Okay Any other ideas people want to share how to get kids involved I think we're running out we've got to be coming up on our time we
0: have a four minute
1: Okay I think we've had a fun time here I think we've had a productive time.
0: Yeah.
1: And I thank you for sharing your thoughts and ideas and yourselves.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I was just going to say one thing. We have no idea what these kids are
3: listening to, you know, when we're talking or something, when we're showing. But we know that seeds are planted. Yeah. The yes. Holy Spirit's going to develop. And we may not see the results of that, you know, that year during the Pathfinders. But kids are listening. And, and so uh, that's just the way I approach it. That I, I know that they may not hear everything I say, but I know they are hearing some of the stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And I leave that up to the Holy Spirit to develop what. I, I don't know specifically what these kids need. I, mean, I have a good idea, but the Holy Spirit knows for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Let me tell you about a very unique worship service I experienced in the Lansing Church a number of years ago. We had and I can never keep track of it's an associate or an assistant pastor. What I can't keep track of the title, but it wasn't the main guy, it was the other guy. Okay? Okay? And this was his, I'm going to call it his sunset posting. And right after this, he retired. But one of the, he got up this one time, and he was a wonderful guy for many things. He was not a great pulpiteer. Get up for the preachment. This was not his forte. He was really good at the interpersonal stuff, you know, and visiting the sick and and doing Bible studies and all this kind of stuff. That was, he was really good at that stuff. The upfront stuff, not so good. But he had a fabulous worship service this one Sabbath. Unlike any of every... I mean, we did all the normal stuff. Okay, all the normal stuff. came time for him to get up here and say what he had to say. This was planned ahead of time. He had two people with handheld mics, the PA people had been clued in. And he gave a short testimony. And it wasn't like your normal testimonies. This one, he got up and said, the first time I came into this church, and he pointed to somebody, and he told what they did and what it meant to him. And he thanked them in front of everybody. And he said, this is going to be a service of thanksgiving. We have many people here doing a lot of things that they never get thanked for. And this is a chance, this is an opportunity where you can thank somebody for something that you have seen them do. And there were a lot of people got up and talked about a lot of different things. It was it was a neat service. It really was. With one exception, all of the young people, and I'm talking college age and below, with one exception, and there were like a half dozen, all of the young people that got up thanked their Pathfinder leaders. And I have to also say this, I at that time, that's when I was doing the St. John's Crusaders, and this was in the Lansing Church. So I had no part of that. This is nothing on Dave. This was the people that were doing it there, and you know who some of them were. Um, so you, so, to your point, they're observing and they, they may not be grateful for everything that we do, mm-hmm. then, But I have heard many stories of some kid who 20 years later calls up his Pathfinder counselor because he's got a problem and he doesn't know who else to talk to. So, be that person.
3: People are talking about attitudes, transmitting attitudes, and, and even if you only remember from Pathfinders, keep the body watch, do my honest part, care for my body, keep the love alive, for be of oblivion, walk something, even if you just remember that, it's a good basis to, you know, put yes. your life on. Mm-hmm. Just those, those simple things, yeah. having that in your brain, because even, like I said, when we're talking about reverence, the kids, you know, when they write down their stuff, they write, Walks off in the
0: sanctuary.
1: That's coming from Fat Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah.
3: Think of it as a simple thing that's memorized, but it sticks. Yes.
1: And it's a nice it was, I love that phrase because it says so much. You know? It really does. We're probably over time. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's have a quick prayer. Our Father, we thank you so much for the blessings that you've given to us. We thank you for being a God that we can worship in so many different ways. Help us that we can help kids to learn to love and serve you in all aspects of their lives. And now we ask that you'll be with everyone here, that your Holy Spirit can go with them, that they can be a blessing to the people that they meet. We ask this in thy name. Amen.